What is going on, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Enter the Chat Gaming Podcast. My name is Nico. I'm here joined by my co-host, Rico, and we just got done watching the PlayStation Showcase, and that's what we're here to talk about. But yeah, we just watched the PlayStation Showcase, and... I'm going to start. We're not going to go through our normal, you know, early rigmarole that we do at the start of every podcast. Uh, we're going to go right into it. And I just want to say, and this is probably something that me and Rico are going to disagree with. Uh, but for the most part, I would say I was fairly uh, uninterested in the first half of the showcase. I got to say, the the first half did not have me. It did not have my attention in the slightest. Uh, but th the second half really made up for it. But it was so small that I, I, I'm still left wanting more. And I've mentioned this in the last episode of the podcast that I just want more from PlayStation. They gave me some stuff, okay? But it's all so very far away that I don't know how to feel about it, per se. On top of that, I... Uh, I, I I felt like there was some stuff in here that didn't need to be there, and some of the pacing was kind of weird. So I, I I don't know. There's a lot I want to say about this. If you're watching the YouTube version, the video format, you'll notice that we have a special background. I threw up the PlayStation Enter the Chat logo as well as a blue background for this one. A uh, little different than our normal background for the Enter the Chat because we are going to talk all things PlayStation and kind of give our thoughts I'm going to let Rico say his thoughts now that I've got mine out of the way. Go ahead. What do you, what'd you think? I know you're much more excited than I am. Shit was a <laughs> <laughs> well, It was I, I good. Will say, yeah, I was. Well, I will say, like, I can understand, like, that first half part. Like, compared to the second half, yeah, it was a bit more lackluster. But there's that's, like, where, like you said, me and you differed. There was definitely stuff in that first half that interested me. Which, oh, 100%. Uh, I, 100%. I'm not discrediting. There was some stuff in the first half that did, you know, pique my interest. It really got me right. excited for a couple things, but it, it, all of it collectively was just... Uh, it was eh. Yeah. I, think, I think they did a good thing, okay? They really focused on the games. They just threw a bunch of games at us. They didn't talk too much, and I appreciated that. Yeah. The one thing, before we talk about the actual games that I thought was interesting, is they made no reference to there being a restock or any reference to the availability of the PS5. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Interesting, maybe a good move because, like, obviously, this is more so focused on like just the games like coming out on PlayStation, you know, the future of PlayStation. Basically, I feel like something like that wouldn't really be announced in a showcase like this. Maybe like uh, some other kind of like a live stream or conference that talks more about their software, they would make an update like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's just my mm -hmm. thoughts on it. Mm. I thought it was odd. I thought it was just a little odd that, you know, we haven't had this uh, available. It hasn't been on shelves. Like, you can go to Target and find a Series S right now. You could go get a next-gen Xbox. Might not be the Series X, but you can get the digital version. Whereas with PlayStation, you just can't freaking find it. So I, I thought maybe we'd get a little glimmer of that. Also, a couple other things I was really looking forward to, like The Last of Us Factions possibly getting announced and stuff like that, right. was not here. And I was a little disappointed on some of the stuff that we predicted would be here and was missing. Like yeah. the whole Spider-Man coming to Avengers release date, that was nowhere to be yeah. found. Or like uh, all those rumors that were going around about like 
some sort of something being worked on for Sly Cooper or Infinite is basically one of those two. I was hoping at least for at least one of them to be in the showcase, but sadly neither were there, and that just left me sad. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the awesome right. that was in this showcase. Rico's got a list for us, and we're just going to go down the list, and we'll kind of talk about the things that interested us or didn't interest us, and we'll give our thoughts, and that's going to be the episode for you guys. All right, so we'll just go off, like, the good thing about this list is that everything's in order that was announced, so oh, perfect, basically... Perfect. So, We'll basically just work our way up like from the first announcement all the way down to the very last one. So first one, one that honestly caught me off guard and actually surprised me, a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Yes. Now, I, I never played the original, and I don't know a ton about it, but I know it's like universally beloved in terms of Star Wars games. <laughs> yes, and I thought that the fact that it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive was very interesting. That is a big grab on PlayStation's part. Uh, to snag grab. that Star Wars game of all the Star Wars games, like, it would have been big had they gotten, you know, Jedi Fallen Order 2, whatever that's going to be. But the fact that they got Knights of the Old Republic, a full remake, is crazy. Now, we don't know if it's a timed exclusive or anything, but showing it off here and saying it's built for PlayStation 5... That's going to be insane, especially when you think about like how it's going to work with the dual sense and stuff like that. It's going to be really, really cool. Plus, it'll be interesting because, like, well, obviously, we don't know what'll come out before then, but it'll be like the first Star Wars game in quite some time that's not going to be made by EA because they're not listed as a developer behind it. <laughs> I will say, I think starting with this was an interesting decision. I think it was good because it. They really wanted to show, like, what to expect, because this was something that, you know, with all, like, you know, the predictions and speculation, I can guarantee you probably nobody was expecting this. So this was, like, their big reveal to really get everyone's attention. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I, I get that. I really do. But at the same time, I was immediately grabbed by that. I was like, oh, we're getting Star Wars. Oh, it's Knights of the Old Republic. This is going to be awesome. And then I was like, they're starting so strong. And then it was kind of for a yeah. while I, and i, 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 I they didn't like keep the tempo yeah i feel like that's kind of like the what seems like the usual like playstation method they'll typically start off strong and then they'll kind of trickle down a little bit with either like new announcements or like uh an update or two on uh, games that have been announced but you haven't seen much on yet so I, I feel like that follows the usual playstation formula not necessarily a good formula but that it fits their ip basically <laughs> Now, next game we got out here was, speaking of new IP, was a new IP. A game so far going by the name of Project Eve. That, like, uh, sci-fi uh, post-apocalyptic action-adventure game. Which looks to have, like, some, like, Souls-like elements. Which a lot of action-adventure games seems to be having lately. Yep, yep. And, and that's I the one with the anime chick, right? Where they paused on her butt at the start of the trailer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I that that has I have zero interest in that game. I'm gonna be honest. That game, I saw that and I was like, okay, move it along. I don't care. It it just hurt. it gave me it gave I'm me like hurt. Bayonetta vibes. And if I'm gonna play Bayonetta, I'm just gonna boot up my Switch. You know, I'm not oh, no, I'm not no. interested. Oh no, no one can touch Bayonetta. I mean, you got your, you know, you're a hot Japanese lady. You got your little rollback companion, it looks like. You're fighting these, God knows what, aliens, some sort of deformed, you know, abomination with uh, religious meanings behind it, from what I could tell from the trailer. 
but it is something I'll definitely be looking out for in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I it, no desire, no desire from me. Fair. But what's next? What do we got? Next up was the trailer showing off gameplay for Tiny Tina's Wonderland, the Borderlands uh, spinoff game. That looks yeah. pretty neat. I really, honestly, yeah. I. I yeah. I I'm into Borderlands. I like Borderlands. They showed this off, and I knew it was supposed to be Borderlands esque. But I like that they've kind of turned it into like everybody's playing a tabletop RPG, and you're like right. playing as the characters of the characters playing the RPG. It seems really cool. It seems really yeah, it, cool, and I like the art style and the different direction. They gave us more Borderlands without like putting us in the same shit we've played through three right. separate times, four separate times in Borderlands. I think what really sold me on like uh, the terror was like two things. One, it looked like you know some really cool different uh, enemy designs aside from like what you said, like the usual Borderlands stuff. There, there looked to be some like really zany stuff in there, like the killer of uh, mushroom people, and then two, the fucking music for the trailer being baby metal <laughs> yep it, i i like thought that, it was i thought it was a really good trailer i thought it was good i'm sold i'll get it did that one get a yeah, release date um, yes it is actually coming out march 25th next year so not that far off okay okay yeah so now that, the, yeah, the question becomes do they add cross play if they add cross, cross play effectively then i can play it on xbox i'll probably get it there over playstation but at the same time if they don't I'll probably get it on PlayStation because I know for a fact you'll be playing it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one, but, that one really had my attention. I really hope so. I really do hope PlayStation comes around the whole crossplay thing because I mean, there's crossplay on uh, Borderlands, but not with PlayStation, which is very odd. Still, that yes. they made that decision. So hopefully, at least with this, like by the time this comes out, they rectify that decision. And maybe even make an announce like, hey, now you can do the same on Borderlands 3 or something like that. And then, okay, next up, after Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, we had, we finally got our first, like, real, uh, like, story and gameplay look into Forspoken, that new IP from Square Enix. And yes. oh, oh! It looked okay. It looks, it looks interesting. I will it say that. Nice. It looks interesting. I'll be honest, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay this out for you, and you're probably gonna get mad at me, Okay pretty much for the first half of the showcase if the game didn't immediately grab my attention i was fucking around on obs and doing other shit like getting ready for this podcast and getting ready for like my other doing stuff for my main channel not really paying attention because a lot of the games just didn't grab me this is one of them they forespoken looks cool it's not something that immediately i'm like that's a game i have to have i have to pre-order it i need this in my life now it wasn't that game for me you essentially play God. I will say though, when the when the trailers like started out, when the girl got like transported to the other world, <laughs> I was immediately getting because I just saw this in theaters. I immediately got like Shang Chi vibes because one, she got teleported through a portal, and then she had all those like uh, rings on her arm, and I'm just like, is this Shang Chi related? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was Forspoken, which I'm okay with because I wanted to see more on that game, and I was not disappointed. And it was funny because at that point, uh, at that point, uh, Nag joined in with me to like watch the rest of the showcase. And he said, for whatever reason, it was reminding him of the prototype games, if you remember those. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Also great games. Give me another one. I, oh, I agree. I got them both on PlayStation. <laughs> Same. I need I want to start playing them again. <laughs> and oh, yeah. And then uh, Forspoken, that's it has, doesn't have a solid release date, but it does say spring 2022 which I feel like 
If their spring no 2022 lineup would... is looking solid. Very solid. I won't be surprised, though, if this gets delayed a little bit. Just just a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised either. But, like, right now, they have so much lined up for spring 2022. I can see a lot of their games getting pushed back a little bit. So they don't, like, they don't, like, cannibalize themselves, you know? Pretty much. So after that, we got, like, I we probably won't have to talk about this. Too. We got another look at uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which uh, that game... I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's one that it's hasn't necessarily like grabbed me a lot. I will say it's cool for like its unique take on like a zombie uh, game, especially how it seems more strategic and actually like thought out aside from, you know, the usual zombie games where you're just a ragtag group of ruffians taking on the zombie apocalypse. No, this seems like more strategic. <laughs> See, I'm going to I'm going to take the opposite side of the fence on this one. OK, I'm very <laughs> much looking forward to this game. I like very much because I really like Rainbow Six Siege, but I don't like the sweaty nature of the PvP in Rainbow Six Siege. I'm very much looking forward to this game because it looks like they took what was awesome about Rainbow Six Siege and made a PvE mode where you're fighting the zombies instead of each other. And I really like that. I'm really looking forward to this game because it's more of like, let's go in and see what we can do versus I need to be good at this game to actually have fun with it. And I was not good at Rainbow Six Siege, so I spent most of my time spectating my teammates. So it's like, this is more my speed, and I'm really looking forward to it. Right, and it, I, I mean, even though I say that, I might still get it because one of the things that like really burned me out on Rainbow Six Siege, like you said, is like just how sweaty it was, and I was not good either. And I was like, damn, I want to like hop into a game and then die off rip and then have to watch the rest of the match so that was basically the main reason why i stopped playing it yeah so let's see after that now this was a game that was already confirmed before the showcase like uh it was either yesterday or the day before but an alan wake remaster announced that's actually coming out uh this october towards the beginning of october i did yep that was surprising because wasn't that previously an xbox game it was that's why they said like the trailer for the first time on playstation so that's a very interesting one the fact that now we're getting that on playstation and, and i have no idea i'll be honest i never played the original i have no Same. idea what it's about it looks like a horror game i'm in that's all yeah. you needed to say i like <laughs> horror games i've been feeling the itch to play some dbd lately but just because we're getting close to halloween and you know yeah. all the new horror movies are lining up you know, the new Michael Myers movies coming. I'm in that mood, so this is going to hit the spot. Yeah. I mean, all I can tell you about the Alma games is that you're, like you said, you're a writer trying to find your wife, and you have these, like, otherworld demonic or ghostly beings after you, and your only line of defense is to shine them with light and then shoot them. <laughs> that's, that's the gist of what I know of Alan Wake. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so then after that, they did the trailer for the GTA 5 and GTA Online next-gen update, which is going to be coming out next March. Doesn't have, like, a solid date, just says March 2022. See, and that was another one I didn't pay any attention to, because yeah. I'm not a big GTA guy to begin with, okay? I think I understand why people love them. I understand why they're good. I could never get into them. On top of that, we've had this game since PlayStation 3. Yeah. I don't care anymore, okay? <laughs> right, I don't care. Right, right up there with uh, fucking Skyrim in terms of games that no, no will never die. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I just don't care. Just put it out whenever it's ready, right? Yeah. I, uh... I mean, when it does drop, I'll probably, like, dive in just to see, like, how it looks. I'd probably be more excited. I'm not saying I'm not excited, but it's not, like, crazy excitement. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'd probably be more excited if, like, with this next-gen update, uh, 
came like you know some addition to like the single player story mode like maybe a new uh short like 10 20 hours story or something like that but no just a next gen like graphical update you know probably dual sense and uh adaptive trigger support probably nothing too crazy but something to look forward to nonetheless but then after that was a game i've been looking forward to a lot and been waiting to see more on is ghostwire tokyo basically the last game that's gonna come out bethesda on playstation uh consoles that looks funky very I'm not funky. sure how to feel about it i don't know if it's gonna be a me game this might be something i watch somebody else play on like youtube or twitch or something i, like I don't colors. I, <laughs> I don't think it's something i will pick up but it does look interesting enough that i want to know what's going on there you know yeah it kind of so it's like it's made by it's directed by the same guy who like actually created the resident evil games so uh -huh. that that one grabs me and two it also gave me that it kind of gave me the same vibes as when like Death Stranding was first announced. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to make of this game, but I want more. <laughs> I was watching the trailer and I was like, you know, this could be a Kojima game. If you told yeah. me Kojima made this game, I, I would 100% believe it. Yeah, <laughs> like I was watching it and that was the first thing that came to my head. I'm just like, oh, I'm fighting. It's just like, oh, I need to fight off Slenderman with uh, <laughs> with sign language. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I was seriously sitting there. I was like, you know, this kind of does remind me of Death Stranding when I first saw it. Let's see. And then after that was a new trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which honestly was a pretty dope trailer. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm excited for that game. I'm right. ready to play it. I didn't really need to see more of it, you know? Right. I, I, I know what the Guardians is. I saw the gameplay at E3. I'm good. Just give me the game later. Quit I, making trailers. Quit spoiling it. You I, know. I feel like this could like I feel like this trailer could have been something that could have been uh, saved for maybe like a Square Enix event. Maybe not necessarily a PlayStation showcase. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I just had no interest in it. I I mean, I'm interested in the game. I'm going to play the game. Just but, didn't care to see another trailer. About yeah, it. I just didn't really need this to take up space in my PlayStation showcase. Right. And that's still, you know, slated to come out October 26th this year, so still pretty soon. And then after that was a game that honestly kind of interested me a bit, even, like... So after that was Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, that, like, yes. that PvP okay. game. That looks... Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I was not sure what I was watching initially. I, I knew that this game kept getting delayed and pushed back and everything. Right. And I, I didn't know it was this game when they started showing the gameplay. But it looks super awesome. Like, I'm really, really excited for this one because I played a game way back in the day on PC called Nazgoth where there was, like, vampire hunters versus vampires. It was a PvP game where you had different power-ups based on the type of vampire or the type of hunter you played. And this gave me such Nazgoth vibes. And I love that game. It's It's gone now. It, it's no more. Yeah. I love that game. And this gave me such Nazgoth vibes on the PvP using the different vampire powers. And that, it just looks awesome to me. I'm down for this game and I will be playing it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just from the gameplay, the gameplay alone, like, already caught me. But then when I saw it was, like, basically kind of like warring fa factions between uh vampires, like... I thought that was dope in its own. It's like such a unique concept having like different types of vampires going head to head against each other, all with different abilities and like all the crazy shit you can do and how like big those uh, P 
PvP maps looks like I'm I'm sold on it. I don't know how to say it. It looks super super cool. I'm yeah. really keen, and it's coming soon. I think it's coming out by the end of the year. I thought I saw a 2021 release date on there, so I'm uh, very very keen on that. So on, on this list, it has it as 2022 actually. <laughs> so I'll have to go back and double check it. I was fairly yeah. confident I saw a 2021 release date. Yeah, I was gonna say I wasn't sure because like at. At one point, I kind of like looked away, and when I looked back, I was like, "Wait, did I miss like a release date for that?" But I never went back to check. And it looks super awesome, though. And then, so after that was one I feel personally didn't really need to be at the showcase, but it was another. Was trailer. it Death Loop? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I felt the same way, dude. Yeah. I've seen so much Death Loop at this point that I'm I'm already sold. It's already on pre-order, okay? I don't care to see any more death loop. It comes out next week. Yeah, it's like Sony, you already have my money. What more are you trying to show? What more do you want yeah, me to give? Just just put out a launch trailer. Put out a launch trailer and then that's it. That's all. I don't need the story of death loop explained again. It's been in like so it's been in a state of plays. We've seen it for what the last two freaking years. I don't need to see more. I really don't. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't really even need to talk about much of that because it was just, it's a game that has been talked about nonstop this year pretty much because I'm pretty, because basically this is Sony's like last big release for this year until we get into next year. So, I mean, I get why, but at the same time, it really didn't need to be here. Yeah. But then after that was a, a weird one, in my opinion, that a Kid A or Kid A Amnesia exhibition made by, by Radiohead. <laughs> Is that the one where the kid was teleporting into the animals? No, that was after that. This is the one where it was just like in like that corridor with a red light shining through and there's like writing on the wall or something like that. I'm guessing it's oh, some, okay, I'm guessing okay. I'm guessing it's something based I don't know much about Radiohead, you know, the fucking hang me from the gallows. But I'm assuming it's based off of A1 their albums or songs or something like that. I don't know. You you'd have to ask Nag about that. He's more informed on that <laughs> shit than I am. But yeah, then after that was uh, the game that you mentioned, uh, Tichia, with the the one with the kid that was like diving in and basically possessing the wildlife on this island. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. I'm not really. I that was another I, one I only have paid attention to. I'll be honest with you. I I just yeah. it did not interest me. It, it's just weird. Like compared to like all the other games shown, it was like some very different from everything we had seen it up to that point it was like okay here comes like the cutesy indie game and i'm just like oh it's got some feel-good vibes did that kid just turn into a bird <laughs> yeah like i it, it was just weird it yeah. was very freaking weird it, it, it was a yeah it was a weird game but you know it looks like one of those like feel-good games like people would probably enjoy <laughs> let's see and all right after that was something that i kind like partially predicted you know it was a bit different than what i was expecting but you know, still kind of called it nonetheless. We got an Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy that's going to be getting remastered for PS5 and PC. <laughs> yeah, the PC part was the thing that caught my attention. I figured this was coming because it had been rumored. Yeah. Uh, but the the PC thing's really cool. And I think PlayStation need, it needs to continue doing this and they need to be a little quicker about it. Yeah. I think it's a great way for them to get their games out to more people. And, you know, Xbox is already way on top of this. They're they're way ahead of the game in this regard. And I think PlayStation needs to match it, honestly, because there's so many people that would rather play those games on PC 
but they're they're so slow like you have to wait years before they eventually roll out the pc version and i i don't know it's just it doesn't make sense to me yeah which which i feel like they are gonna start like picking up on eventually because i it was sometime earlier this year i forget the name but there was a studio that they acquired that's actually like known like well known for uh you know, doing PC ports of console games. So that's, I feel like, you know, in the future, they're definitely going to be, you know, revving that up a bit, getting some of their exclusives on PC. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, now this is where we get into the tasty stuff. We're we're in the home stretch, people. Oh, is this, this, is, this, where is, the, this big... is where the PlayStation Studios president came out, right? And he yeah, was he like, here's out... the list of PlayStation Studios games that are coming in the future. And like, everybody was like, ooh, this is the good yeah. stuff. The, the meat and yeah, potatoes, this... baby. Here's your meat and potatoes. Here's the real good shit. And we came out swinging. You know, just imagine this, you know, a black screen. You see PlayStation Studios. And then you see Insomniac. Now, when yes. you see Insomniac. Dude, okay. I you're my, immediately. You're, you're my, <laughs> immediately, it went to Spider-Man. But no. Yes, 100%. I was like, oh, we're getting Spider-Man 2. And then yeah, it I, goes I into that bar scene. It goes into the bar scene. Yeah, and no. I'm sitting there and I'm going, huh. I bet Spidey's going to whip in through that window any second. And then they pan to the guy at the bar with the cowboy hat and the flannel. And I said, and huh. Like, and, they, and they focused a lot on his arms. And as soon as they did that, I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to run you through my whole. I was sitting there. Let me hear I see your the guy. The, the guy is walking at him with a knife. And I'm like, okay. I was like, this is one of two characters. At this point in my mind, I was like, we're either, it's going to be what it is, or it's Punisher, right? I was like, this reminds me very much of Punisher Season 2, Episode 1. I was like, this could very much be Punisher. And I was like, huh, okay, where are we going? And then they switched the camera view around where he had the beer in the one hand and his hand was sitting there. And I was, I literally, I was yelling. I was sitting in my office yelling. I was like, don't do it don't do it and then he closes his hand and the claws come out and i said oh my fucking oh. god and, uh, <laughs> it was just like oh, this <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this is something that i was so happy to see because the insomniac spider-man games are fucking phenomenal i've 100 percent they're so insomniac good insomniac does no and- wrong <laughs> And giving them another Marvel character makes my day. It makes me so happy that they got another goddamn Marvel character. Because I was like, okay, you know, they're kind of doing... Marvel's doing this thing where they just hand out, you know, their different uh, IPs. They're like, okay, Insomniac's got Spider-Man. Square's got Avengers. We gave Ultimate Alliance 3 to the Switch exclusive. You know, we got Guardians coming out from another Square team. Like, they're just kind of handing them out. And I figured we'd get a Marvel Universe in that sense, where they just hand them out to different teams. And then, you know, everybody would have their own specialty. But the fact that Insomniac, who has been killing the fucking game with these, not only with the Marvel games, but with Ratchet and Clank as well. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Ooh, I just, I, I'm, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. For- for those who even caught on yet, because we haven't seen the name, we're getting a fucking Wolverine game made by Insomniac. Imagine those implications alone from that sentence. <laughs> yes, it's like, going to be oh. freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. I, I am so now, excited for this. And one thing I'm hoping, may, it's Wolverine, so make it gory as hell. I want to yes. see blood splattering all over the place when I'm slashing and Rated dashing M. people. Rated M. Rated M. 
rated M Wolverine Marvel game. Make it happen. It has to yes. happen. Do that character justice. That character only got one game, which was X-Men Origins, uh, that X-Men Origins Wolverine game, which, you know, wasn't too bad. It was pretty cool, very brutal in its own right. But now let's do that man justice, because out of all the X-Men, yeah, let's face it, if you ask someone, like, who's your favorite X-Men, majority of them are going to say Wolverine. <laughs> 100%. And the thing, the yeah. thing is about this is, like, it's huge that they're doing it, okay? It's huge that Insomniac's got another Marvel game, and they're gonna... I'm sure they're gonna do great things with it, right? Because it's fucking Insomniac. But the thing that really gets me and really, like, makes my mind blow is PlayStation with these goddamn acquisitions, man. Like, you not only have Spider-Man exclusive to your console, you now have the most popular X-Men on your console as an exclusive. That is insane! Yeah, like... Let's face when PlayStation comes to their acquisitions, their exclusives, they don't fuck around. They want to give you the best reason possible to get a PlayStation. And needless to say, with this, they definitely, you know, turned a lot of people's heads. It's like, I, I might want to get a PlayStation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it, that alone, if I didn't already have a PS5, that alone would have sold me. I would have been like, yep, I need to play this. I'm a, I'm a comic book guy. I love superheroes. I love the MCU. I. My, my, my fucking PlayStation is covered in a Spider-Man skin. Same with my Xbox. Like, that's my jam, right? So give me that. I would definitely have a PlayStation. If I didn't already have one, it would be on in my cart by the end of the week. I would figure out how to get it. I don't care if I have to beat up a scalper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely, I bet a lot of people, as you know, uh, go to you know backup plan for who they couldn't get a ps5 also i'm 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 kind of feeling like it was around that point that you like you messed me saying like dude i need to get my back well cleared out <laughs> it was a little later i'll, I'll let you know when I, we got I, there because i, I, mean, I, I kind of know my mind one. was blown after wolverine that was when it was like oh my god it's crazy and okay and then next one after that was you know a look at gran turismo 7 which you know, let's face it, whether you're a Forza guy or a Gran Turismo guy, you're gonna get a fucking pretty looking racing game. Now this one, I don't really care about. I'll be 100% honest, I'm not down with this game. I already have an Xbox, and I get Forza Horizon for right. for Game Pass, so I would rather play that. But for the people on PlayStation that are PlayStation exclusives and want that racing sim, this is gonna be a good one. I, just yeah. looking at it, it's freaking pretty. It looks good. For me personally, I'm going to play Forza Horizon because I'm not big on racing games to begin with. And the only, only reason I'm playing Forza Horizon 5 is because it looks very pretty. Like, that's it. That's all yeah. I want. But don't, don't get us wrong. Gran Turismo 7 also looks very pretty. And they definitely... Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, and, they, and they definitely made sure to emphasize that in the terror, if you didn't notice. Cause oh, I, yeah, my, yeah. When they were showing off that ray tracing with the reflection on the cars, in my mind, I was going like, you know, PlayStation probably had a meeting before this saying like, oh, they think, you know, you think Forza's got, you know, good ray tracing and is a pretty racing game. We'll show you a pretty racing game and basically yeah. matched and basically matched Forza on that front. Yeah, no, now, I know if thing. like. Yeah, and like I said, this, I mean, I probably personally won't pick it up because I don't really too, too much care for racing sim games. Only really racing games I kind of care about is the Need for Speed games. That'd be about the only one. Just because those are, you know, mm -hmm. wild fun, you know, getting cop chases all over the map and stuff like that. The next one was but, the next Insomniac game, correct? 
Oh uh, yeah, Insomniac wasn't done with Wolverine. No, no, no. And let me let was... me say, okay. Was... Let, let me say before yeah. we get into what this actually is. When this trailer started, you know, we had talked in the predictions video. Well, you had talked in your predictions video that uh -huh. you know there was the rumor about the infamous game that, that's immediately where my mind that's went. where like, my brain went where the light <laughs> when he was electrocuted like, and hit the lamppost i was like oh my god it's happening like my brother was like here and he was like talking away and like as soon as i saw the electricity i'm just like Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> i genuinely thought this was an infamous game i'm not upset with what it is okay i'm not mad at all I mean, but at the same time I, they teased me and I, I was a little sad i was a little sad but then it was immediately was wiped sad. away because it was yeah. fantastic it was immediately rectified it was fantastic yes. why because insomniac you know with the initial swerve in that first trailer that they dropped made up for it with the actual announcement of spider-man 2 yeah and, that was oh! the thing it's like i saw the insomniac logo in the wolverine trailer and i was like oh so we're not getting any news about spider-man right now because they've been working on wolverine they're working on wolverine we're gonna get wolverine then we'll get spider-man 2 then they go ahead and drop this trailer immediately fucking after and i was like what is going on <laughs> insomniac's balls are fucking huge right now <laughs> oh my god oh. dude like but the the fact of the matter we know venom is confirmed venom is 100 confirmed we yeah. see him in the damn trailer which i'm pretty sure everybody and was Johnny pretty much looks... on the page everyone was yeah. on that and... page after the post credit scene in spider-man one yeah and god did he look good like i looks obviously still, obviously still gotta wait to see like the full design we just got it said but so far Ah, chef's kiss. Like, but the he other looks like... villain is also confirmed. The if, if you have goblin. any... No. <laughs> oh. If you have okay. any okay. knowledge of Spider-Man, you know that there was... That the, the narrator of that trailer asking for a worthy opponent, something... It, it's Craven. It's fucking Craver, Craven the Hunter. Oh, yeah, that's... I honestly i was so caught up in like the hype of just you know the fact that we were actually getting a spider-man 2 announcement when i just kind of threw out there as like my wild prediction not something i was fully expecting but i wasn't even i was just so caught up in like the hype i wasn't even <laughs> i didn't pay attention too much to the narration but now that you mentioned it i do remember him saying that and i was like oh shit we are getting craven yeah because he was like will want it because miles morales was also in this trailer we know i have a theory on miles and i'll get to that here in a second did I lose you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, no, you're there. You're there. Thought we had technical no, difficulties, you're... but Miles Miles was in the trailer, and I definitely thought that... They, mm -hmm. I, well, I have a theory. I'll get there. But he says, you know, will one of you give me what I desire? Which is basically, you know, Craven's always looking for the perfect hunt, the, the perfect thing to be after yeah. and with two spider-man he's got you know in spider-man is his perfect hunt that's how it works in the comics he's got two spider-man to work from okay which is awesome that's how i knew immediately i was like oh it's craven but then they cut to the black and you hear we will give it to you and i was like first off that sounds like tom hardy's venom okay i was like they literally ripped venom's voice from the venom movies and threw him in this trailer oh, yeah and I was like, that's pretty nice. I like that. I like that. But Literally the exact same voice. Yeah, it sounded spot on. Okay. So my theory with Miles is that, you know, we face Craven. He's going to be the main villain for the vast majority of the game. He's going to be the big bad. Right. And then he might be too much for Peter. So Peter uses the power of the black suit, you know, merges with Venom 
And, you know, we have like a Spider-Man 3 scenario where the suit makes him more powerful. You know, he he takes down Kraven, but then becomes corrupted by it. And being that we know that Miles is in this game, Miles is going to be the one that takes him down. And, you know, it's like the grasshopper becoming the master scenario. Okay. So, uh, for, first off, I feel like how the game's going to play out, we're going to be able to switch between, you know, Peter Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man, whether it be, like, on the fly or maybe, like, special missions or moments in the stories. We'd be able to switch between the two. Now, in terms of the main villain, I don't know if Kraven's going to be, like, the main protagonist. He'll be one of them, but I don't know if he's going to be, like, the main, main one. The reason why, the reason why I think this in first Spider-Man with Doc Ock, that was like an emo like a very emotional villain for Peter to go up against. And he wasn't even like the main main villain for you know, good portion of the game. It wasn't until like a bit I wanna say like the latter half he became the actual villain. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's where I'm getting at. It was a very like emotionally attached villain for Peter to go up against. And that's why Doc Ock was like one of his toughest fights. Mm-hmm. And that's why I fe- and that's why I feel like in Spider-Man 2, I think the main villain is going to be one or two people or like a pairing. And that'll be Venom and then uh, Mr. Osborn as like, you know, Green Goblin. I feel like we still get Green Goblin in this game. And the reason why is because, you know, you know, Spider-Man's or Peter's friendship, you know, with the Osborns, not just with, you know, Mr. Osborne, but also Harry. And the fact that at the at that Easter egg like uh, scene at the end of the Spider-Man credits, you see that Harry's the one in that sort of incubator with the Venom uh, gene or Venom symbiote. It makes me think like, oh, this is going to be another like very emotionally like d- like emotionally driven like villain that's going to really I, I think... test Spider-Man. I think you're on to something. I don't know about the switching back and forth between Miles situation because this is Spider-Man 2, right? It's not Spider-Man Miles Morales 2. I I, I would really prefer that when we go back and forth between that we really focus on one character. I don't I that's just me. I just think that, you know, I would love to see another game with Miles as the sole focus rather than them do this back and forth scenario. Right? What? You're right. But I do really feel but, it's go- at least for certain think, like missions or story moments. I think that you are onto something because just how the way the first game was structured with Doc Ock being, you know, coming in at the latter half of the game, we had Mr. Negative for the first half, right? I think that could right. be Craven. For the first half of the game, Craven is the big enemy. And then we see, you know, toward the end of that, you know, arc, we see Venom come into play. And we do see that Harry is kind of tied to venom in some way in that incubator and we see at the end of spider-man miles morales spoiler that they let harry out of the incubator and that's that's the emotional thing i think that we're gonna get i don't think actually now that you've reminded me of all this that we're gonna see spider-man peter parker merge with venom we're going to see a battle between harry osborne as venom versus spider-man and that's going to be that emotionally charged battle that we got you know out of the first game and miles morales yeah it could and then another way go could go another way because i can very much see this happening and it would still kind of support your theory is like maybe in this emotionally charged like battle you know uh peter sees like what the symbiote's doing to harry and like in his mind the only way to save harry is to take on the symbiote himself in some way (laughs) 
And this so, uh, it's definitely I'll, a possibility. There there's another the end scenario I think is we do get black suit Peter because that was yeah. the logo. We saw that logo. But I wonder if yeah. it it wasn't Miles Morales it, black suit, it was yes. the black suit. <laughs> and it could be like you were saying with Green Goblin that you know maybe Peter does get the black suit and he takes Venom in thinking he's going to save Harry but Venom's actually the only thing keeping Harry alive because we found out he was sick and that's why he was in the incubator maybe that kills Harry and that's what initiates Green Goblin and Green Goblin is the final big bad of the um yeah. of the game like it could be something like you know Peter finds out like what uh Harry's dad um did did to him or like you know supposedly keeping him alive but you know once the symbiote takes over peter you know his mind gets like warped and everything so he starts blaming uh mr osborne for harry's death and then that's when we really start to see you know peter turn to that sort of dark side and then that's when i think you know we get like, even more focused on miles because now he's the only one that can really stop uh spider-man from like doing something that you he knows he'll regret <laughs> So yeah, okay. a lot a lot of emotions can run high in this game. A lot of speculation from us. We need to move on to the next game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say we'll definitely have like once more is shown on it, we'll definitely have more to speculate on it. Cause you know, this game uh, sadly, as hype as it is, it's it's a little ways away. It's got a 2023 release date. So we, we got yes. some time. Which is what we... we we predicted that. We predicted yeah. that it was gonna be a twenty twenty three game in the last podcast when we said there would be a teaser for the new Spider Man. Yeah, which we kinda saw that coming. But you know, so even after that, Sony's not done swinging their fucking big dick around this whole showcase. No, no, no. Cause we got some that, you know, obviously was has been kind of reported on a lot uh over the course of the past like week or two, or at least since this showcase was announced. But we finally, finally got ourselves our first look in terms of story and gameplay for God of War Ragnarok. Oh boy! Yes, it looks really good. I still, I can honestly say I haven't played God of War 2018. It's on the to-do list. Shame on you. I know, I know. But there's, there's, you know, other games, like, I after the showcase, I was so excited, I booted up the PlayStation 5, and we're rocking Ghost of Tsushima on the third monitor over here, but, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, it looks really good, it looks really good, I can't talk too much on it, because I don't know, you know, the story of the first right. God of War in the Norse set, but they did say, they specifically said that this is going to cap off the Norse saga. This is going to be the last game with Norse mythology. Yeah, which I I find that interesting. The fact like they they said that like this is gonna cap off Norse mythology. Does that mean if we do get like more God of War, are we gonna have like Kratos and uh, you know, his son diving into more mythologies? Are we gonna get some sort of like video game universe where just like all kinds of mythologies and religions are just and uh, religions are just culminated into one world with kratos at the center of it <laughs> and i think that'd be really cool i'm really curious how, what the conclusion is to this game god of War ragnarok and i'm very curious as to if they set it up to go elsewhere because i mean with the original trilogy we didn't really expect them to come back to kratos we i mean the ending of that game right. was very much like kind of like this is the end of an era but then you know we saw the god of war 2018 trailer and we're like no freaking way 
I'm wondering if they'll do She's something back. along similar lines where they they leave it, you know, dead set like this is the end of this, or if they give us more of a hint toward what is next. Yeah, and see here here's the thing, like they're like theories I could say right now, but since you have to play the game, I can't. Cause there's definitely many there's definitely one way this game could go, I could say. Pertaining to like some stuff uh that happened in the first game the well not first game god of war 2018 you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 so but it's like play that fucking game already so i can speculate I, around I'll, you <laughs> i will i will get there okay i will get there but i gotta and there was no release date for it but no, I've, no I've seen on date. twitter i saw on twitter i don't know if it's like just a gag or if it was somebody being genuine but i i saw something that there was a release date in the runes but I don't know if that is 100%. I haven't fact-checked that at all. But I, I did see something on, on, posted on Twitter regarding that. But like I said, who yeah. knows? I, I, in my mind, I feel like we do get God of War Ragnarok next year. Maybe like towards the holidays. I, think it's, I was going to say, I think it's a holiday release because they said they still had to finish the game. Yeah, but I mean, like, they showed, like, enough in terms of, like, both story and gameplay that had me thinking, like, yeah, this game is, like, going to come, like, at least holiday next year. Because it, it looks like they're, even though they say they're not done yet, it still looks like they're pretty far along. <laughs> I bet, I bet at this point they're just wrapping up a couple, you know, polishing things, fixing bugs, doing that kind of stuff. Get this game ready for launch. Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of things. Maybe, like, still more scenes or, like, fights to work on in that game. I will say, like, uh, even though you haven't played in from the gameplay I saw, there looked to be some, like, at least cool different uh, enemy types than what we got in the first game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm keen to hop in and play the first one and get ready for this one. I know that because it's going to be a later release next year, it's still on my... It's farther down on the backlog. I'm going to finish up Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to hit Horizon Zero Dawn, finish that one up. Uh, I'd like to play Days Gone and stuff uh, before the rest of the... But I don't know if I'll get around to it because, you know, Deathloop's coming out. I'm still playing Psychonauts 2. You know, there's a bunch of games right now. So we'll see there when I get around to... We'll see when I get around to a lot of the backlog. But that wrapped up the showcase overall yes, give me that your was... thoughts give me your thoughts summarize your emotions after watching this so my emotions after watching this you know as the you know showcase uh you know went on you know that we had that first half that first half uh was basically me going i was like all right we got some like cool new shit that has me interested some updates on stuff i was really look i've been really looking forward to and then you know when those like few trailers popped up like uh what was it like when like gta popped up and then uh like uh games like Guardians of the Galaxy, Deathloop, uh Extraction. Those are games where it's like, okay, I've seen like enough of these games or know enough about them that I don't really need to see more of them in this showcase. But when they got to the big dick part with the PlayStation Studio games, that last final stretch, <laughs> I was hopping out my seat. I'm just like, it's go time, baby. Yeah, Overall, I... like I wasn't I will say I wasn't disappointed. I just thought there was like a few weird inclusions there that I feel like didn't need be, but overall, I w I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased. I'll put it at that. <laughs> overall, for me, I'm very excited. I'm very much looking forward to what they have in store. But at the same time, there was so much filler crap there that I felt didn't need to be there. I didn't see enough of the stuff I was looking forward to. But like I said, I'm very excited. They got a very strong lineup looking for early 2022 which 
is good considering their very weak lineup going into the end of this year. But yeah, I, again, it was the same thing I was complaining about last week on the podcast when we were doing our predictions was that I want to see what's coming now. And I, they showed me stuff I am excited for. I'm genuinely very much looking forward to Spider-Man and Wolverine and all that stuff. But they didn't show me a ton of what's coming right now. They showed me what the future is. Yeah, which I mean, like they did say that they said, like, we're going to show you like what the future holds for like PS5. But it's like how far into the future. <laughs> and then they, they didn't talk about a lot of, you know, they said that, you know, a lot of games when they announced the PlayStation 5, they believed in generations and they would be PlayStation 5 games. And they were only capable because of the power of the PS5 that we've known that's not true now because, you know, we're getting we got Miles Morales on PS4. We're getting Horizon Forbidden West on PS4 and we're getting God of War Ragnarok on PS4 and Gran Turismo. So it's like, how many more so, games are we going to port over to the PS4? Yeah. So it's like out of like this whole list, the only games that I know of so far only for PS5 would be like games like the Knights of Old Republic remake. That's one that Project Eve game, unless that's, you know, multi-platform game. We don't know for sure. I think Forspoken is PS5 only. And then Ghostwire Tokyo. I assume Vampire Blood Hunt would be. But I think that, again, that might be a game that's on multiple platforms, I feel like. But PlayStation mm -hmm. is just the ones that got to announce it. Yeah. Uh, what else? And then Marvel's Wolverine. That'll be a... I feel like that'll be a PS5 one. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah. But... That wraps up this bonus episode of Enter the Chat. Thank you all for entering the chat with us. We will still have our normal episode next week. Uh, we just wanted to do this, like, because honestly, we were just going to text each other on Twitter, regardless of if we did the podcast or not. So it was easier to just hop on and start recording and post this episode. Uh, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so we throw up the bonus episode. There'll still be another episode next week. We'll figure out something to talk about, I'm sure. We're, we're really good at just bullshitting. That's kind of the whole fun of the show. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you all. Check out the YouTube channel if you want to see the video formats or any of our other content that we post up there all the time. Check us out on Podcast Services, still working on getting us on iTunes. But without further ado, thank you, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>